It's Thursday the 8th of April. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. Shane Lee, you are by yourself. How are things going? You've just obviously been cleaning and washing and cooking and sort of cryovacking stuff and putting it in, for the, in the freezer for the family to come back, obviously. But she's going to be so happy with me because I'm getting the lounge room perfect because the US Masters are starting. Um, the AFL's on tonight, mate. It's all happening. The house will be clean, but also, m- most importantly, mate, I'll be on the couch watching it. What did you order last night, takeaway? Well, no, I actually went out to Stuart McGill's place last night for a quick feed um, oh. with, with a mate of mine. So I went to Aristotle's in Neutral Bay. It was Wonderful feed, actually. Really good. Oh, we've got to get the great McGiller on. Love him. Got to get him on Afternoon Sport. What a bowler he was. Mm. We've got a huge show on the way. Also, don't forget, follow us on Twitter or Facebook. That is Afternoon Sport. And someone will win the doggies signed Spartan Ball real soon. Corey McKernan's coming up on the show today. He's all things AFL, of course, a two-time premiership player. But he's been to the US Masters about a thousand times. And he knows everything about it. And John Thompson, so much happening in the world of motorsport. We'll start with a sentimental tone. Of course, we saw the passing yesterday, Shane, of uh, one of the greats, one of the icons of Australian sport. When you think of state of origin football, you think Arthur Beetson and Tommy Radonikus, and uh, the great Tommy passed away yesterday at the age of 70. We lost Tommy, mate, and, and one of the greats, mate, and the first New South Wales state of origin captain. What I loved about listening to a lot of the you know, people commenting about you know, the great legacy he's had on the game of rugby league, but you know the cattle dog call was which basically meant when he called Cattle Dog as coach, it meant it was an all-in punch-up. And Joey Johns leading the charger and getting one on the, on the chin. He was um he he was he was a great footballer, a great halfback, and and a true blue New South Welshman. Um, rest and soul, big fella. Um, you're a legend, Tommy Radonikus. Oh yeah, absolutely. And some of the stories about Tommy Radonikus, and and he was so politically incorrect. He had a bunger in one hand, he had a, a can of something cold in the other. He had a voice like that. And and Steve Mortimer still tells a story about when they both got picked for the Australian team and they're on tour and they roomed together and there was a bigger bed and a smaller bed and Steve Mortimer was fresh up from <laughs> Wagga, put all his gear on, all his stuff for his asthma, put it all on the on the bed and by the time he'd gone out and come back, it was nowhere to be seen. Tommy had got there and thrown it out the window and said, there's only one Australian halfback <laughs> here, mate. So, uh, yeah, look, uh, God rest his soul. I knew him well. Tommy Radonikus, an Australian icon. Uh, boy, oh boy, what a life he did lead. Uh, now, let's just have a look at a couple of other things that are, that are kicking about at the moment. Jake Friend is retired. All these concussions, um, it's a worry across world sport, but uh, it's the end of his career, and uh, he announced that yesterday. Yep, and um, and he, he leaves the game of rugby league in a really good place, yeah, but yes, as you said, mate, one concussion too many, and I think that's going to be the way of the future, but... He leaves the game with three premierships under his belt, mate. And, you know, many players in any form of the games, whatever sport we talk about, are lucky to win one premiership. He walks away with three. So, well done, Jake, friend. You're a, you're, you're a superstar, mate. This is Afternoon Sport. Coming up next, Corey McKernan, two-time premiership player with the Kangaroos. Corey, 
Rory McKernan. Look, he not only loves his AFL, and we will talk about this huge game at the SCG tonight because the informed Sydney Swans are taking on an Essendon side that had a good win last weekend. But he also is all things US Masters. He's been to nearly every one since Arnold Palmer won. Corey McKernan, how are you? Yeah, I was also when Gene Saracen had his double eagle in 1935 as well. <laughs> <laughs> So let's, let's kick off, mate. Let's kick off with the Masters. Um, I know you've been watching the, the sort of practice rounds. Um, initial thoughts, Aussies, how are we going to go? Yeah, well, look, I, I think we've got some pretty good chances that are, that are there. Um, Jason Day is a bit of the unknown. We we obviously know he's gone through his injury troubles. Cam Smith um, was amazing last year. So for those that don't know, no player in the history of the US Masters had ever shot in the 60s for all four rounds. Mm. Cam did it and still lost by four or five shots to Dustin Johnson. So mm. he obviously likes the course. And the other one, if uh, if uh, for the punters out there, amazing value with Mark Leishman that Leish does play golf course, the tough golf, golf courses really well. Mm. And he's finished in the top five a couple of times at the Masters. So our boys are, are in with a real chance. Matt Jones um, won, the, won the other week. I don't know. Sometimes that experience at Augusta, you, you do need that experience to play well there. Yeah, but uh, he's in that kind of uh, mind uh, frame, isn't he, uh, Matt Jones? And I heard those interviews afterwards. He's a, he's a classic case of a, a really talented golfer just working so hard. And that's what it comes down to at, at this end, doesn't it? He just he, he's just come to another level. So he's every chance. Mate, look, I was talking to my uncle. He's a cantankerous old bloke sometimes. And he's got these views on the world, which I like to bounce off because they, they counter a lot of mine. And he goes, oh, Jason Dar, don't like him. He's a whinger. D- do you think he's a whinger? I don't. No, I don't, I don't think so. But uh, look, Jason's had a lot of injury troubles over the journey with his back. I, 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 my fear many years ago and, and sort of being up close with Jace is how hard he used to go at the golf ball still does, but that's had a real impact on his injuries. And I think the injuries have had an impact on his mindset a little bit. Um, but yeah, look, Jason has played well. He's probably got the best record out of all our boys consistently over the journey. So he obviously likes this place, and you'll get some good feelings get going around Augusta this week. So let's talk. Let's talk mindset, because and that's a really good sort of lead into Swans versus Essendon tonight, mate. Um, the Swans just after three rounds are going from the Hunters to the Hunted almost. Um, it's a very very different feel going into this match against Essendon. Yeah, it is a little bit. Look, I, I think because they've got so many young kids in there, I don't think at the moment, I, mm. I, I think they're just going out and playing without the fear. Yeah, I mean, this early in the season, I, I think it's way too early to start getting really ahead of yourself. I think that John Longmire will keep them pretty grounded, but it is a fantastic start. As we alluded to the other day, first time in AFL history where we've had three rising stars in a yeah. row. So, look, you, you are right. The thing that they are going to have to live with now is expectation, which mm. it's funny, as you said, when you go from the hunted to now you're um, – sorry, you're hunting to the hunted. Yeah, yeah. It's such a mindset shift and and it'd be interesting to see how they handle it. But look, it's a hell of a long way to go. Like again, like we mentioned the other day, I think playing in these bigger starting to play in bigger games and bigger occasions, are they gonna win the flag this year? Probably not. But I think it's a great experience about what they'll they'll hopefully go on to do and achieve this year. 
but it gets back to that confidence, that momentum, where your mindset is as, as a team, doesn't it, when, you, when you're talking this kind of thing. I spoke to Isaac Heaney yesterday, and obviously he had a bludger of a year on top of a, a, an even bigger bludger of a year, if I can use those words, for the AFL last year, because he couldn't travel, get in the bubble because of those injuries, and he's back playing well. And, and he just said sometimes uh, the, the, the exuberance of youth helps the rest of the squad and that's where they're at at the moment. Yeah, and look, as we mentioned again the other day, you've got with the Sydney Swans, you had a lot of guys that missed out on a lot of football and and look, how great is it tonight? You've got Buddy coming back in, a night game at the SCG. They are are pretty special, those night games at the SCG, like Shane had no playing in that. I mean, it is is different to the MCG of what I'm used to, Mm. but it's it's so unique that everything's in tight. Be a great crowd, and 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 it's great to see the SCG as an AFL fan. When you see the SCG up and about like that, it is a great place, shitty place to play footy if you do the opposition, but great if you're the Sydney Swans. Yeah. You guys do like to rub it in. I tell you what, it was very different to McCready Oval under lights where I used to train. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jimmy, talk about under lights now. What about Greg Norman? Like the great white shark, or should we call him out the great white ass? What was that photo in in the showers? It's embarrassing, isn't it? I reckon, Shane. Next time you move house, you should get the doll and say, "Listen, we're we're moving out. How about um, I'm having a shower? Yeah, uh, yeah. Can you take a shot of me? Um, yeah, you won't find that here, mate. Well, look, he's very proud of himself. He does love going to the gym, the great white shark, and. Uh, from all reports, remember that shot on the beach. We now know why we call him the Great White Shark, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell you what, he positioned it just nicely, didn't he, to get the full impression. But boy, oh boy, uh, like some of the things he does, this bloke, like even the, even the shots, those sort of choreographed nude shots just covering over the, the one wood, yeah. it's just, I, I don't know. He's lost me, mate. I did see when when I caught up with Timmy in Noosa, I did see Timmy, he had the, uh, had the lolly bag down at the beach, that was it's quite interesting. Yeah, but at least when you at least when you and Timmy have a shower together, you don't take photos of it. That's that's a good thing, right? Uh, Corey, Corey was helping the rest of those at Sunshine Beach roll me back into the surf because they thought I was a minky whale. But the, just just finally, in all seriousness, what about crowds at the Masters? Where, where's that at? Yeah, just I'm actually watching it at the moment, and look, it's it won't be the full uh, complement of crowds at Augusta, but at least. It's better than nothing. Like last year, I think well, – actually, it wasn't last year. It was only last – it was last year, but it was only late last, last November. Year. Late last year. And it was really weird watching Augusta without any crowd reactions. And for those that haven't been, it's nearly close to the best part of the Masters of hearing those roars at Augusta that reverberate through the pine yeah. trees. So even though we haven't got as many people, it's still good even just watching the TV at the moment. Just good to see some people back there and at least we'll get live reactions. As always, Corey, it's a delight to chat. You go and have a shower, Shane. Go, 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 go grab your iPhone. We'll talk next week. All right, nice camera action. Guys. Thanks, Corey. Bye-bye. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, all things motorsport, from cars to motorbikes, it is John Thompson. Play Sport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to playsport.com. Play Sport, whatever moves you.
Imola this weekend, of course. Uh, infamous, famous Grand Prix in the Formula One uh, circuit. John Thompson, how are you? G'day, guys. Yeah, very well. Looking forward to this weekend. Uh, one of the great uh, Grand Prix circuits, even though it's obviously also has features of one of the blackest weekends in Formula One history with, of course, the, the track that claimed on the same weekend, Roland Ratzenberger and the great Ayrton Senna and very nearly Rubens Barrichello back on the 1st of May, mm. uh, 1994. God, 27 years ago. Mate, 27 years. Now, that, that seems like it's flown by, mate. But so what, what can we expect this weekend? Well, we saw a bit of it last year when they went to Imola during the COVID-disrupted Formula One season. And it was so good. They're going back there again this year for the Grand Prix Emilio-Romagna. Mm. Um, obviously, there's a couple of Italian Grand Prix this year. So uh, it's named after the region where it's it's run. And it's just a great circuit. It's got sweeping corners, big uh, gradient changes up over the hill and, and back down again. And some of the real racers really love it. Um, you know, Lewis Hamilton, I think, is going to really step up here. I think he struggled a bit at the, um, the Bahrain circuit last uh, two weeks ago. Mm. Um, I think Daniel Ricciardo really loves the circuit. And it was a real revelation for all of those guys because none of them had raced there before because it was a massive gap between when they last raced at Imola. Mm. So we're looking forward to a fantastic race. And, of course, Daniel Ricciardo, it was revealed, we, we mentioned it last time we spoke, that uh, there was damage to his car, which affected mm. his performance uh, in Bahrain. So let's hope that uh, he has a clean race and uh, can not only – get up there and score more points, but uh, also potentially get on the podium. Wouldn't that be great? Now, MotoGP, another fail by Aussie Jack Miller. Yeah, look, you know, everyone was expecting massive things. And he came into the season after pre-season testing uh, as a, a, a potential favourite for the championship. But in both the races uh, in the last two weeks uh, in um, Doha, they, you know, he really didn't have a, a great uh, performance. And in fact, last weekend uh, was accused of dangerous riding after he, he had a bit of retribution mm. against reigning world champion Joan Mir. They bumped each other uh, coming out of a corner and Joan Mir's up in arms about him saying he, he should be rubbed out. He's a dangerous rider. And, you know, he struggled to finish uh, ninth last week on what is the factory Ducati. The two Pramac Ducatis, the, the uh, customer Ducatis, the team that he raced with for the last couple of years, totally outperformed the two uh, factory Ducatis. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's a big question mark over uh, Jack Miller. Look, I don't want to be unpatriotic, but I've actually had question marks over um, Jack's ability to manage his tyres. He, there's no doubting he's got enormous talent and can race a bike very hard, but he tends to wear his tyres out quickly. He'll get to a really leading or strong position in a race and then go backwards in the last sounds like, sounds because he's sounds, overused the tyres. Sounds like me in the old Kingswood. I really <laughs> used to go hard on the HQs. And, of course, last weekend we also saw Shane Van Gisbergen really complete the Triple Crown at Bathurst. He won the Bathurst six-hour. little-known race, but uh, Channel 7 covered it last weekend. And for mine, it actually is the essence of the original Bathurst 1000, Bathurst 500. It's a production car race, and, okay, they're pretty classy production mm. cars. The top three positions were held by BMWs. But Shane Van Gisbergen drove an exemplary race to win that. Uh, he's obviously also won the Bathurst 12 hour uh, and the Bathurst 1000. So only the second driver to uh, complete that triple crown. Uh, it was a was a great event and uh, really 
I think it's going to grow in stature and really I think Markdown Easter Sunday is a race to uh, to watch on telly. Mm. Now, John, now, mate, I, I'm a, a boy from the south coast, from from Wollongong. Um, the, the Moto2 GP, uh, the son of the great Wollongong whiz kid, um, Wayne Gardner, Remy. Um, Wayne Gardner, get a proper job and settle down. Remember that song? Yeah. But his son, yeah, second for, for Remy Gardner. Yeah, second. Two weekends in a row, um, both the Grand Prix at Doha. He's firming as a real favourite. He's on the a proper factory bike in, form, in Moto2 this year with the, uh, the KTM uh, Red Bull team. And he came a very close second, real battling second. It was a great race to watch against Sam Lowe's, the uh, British rider. And I actually just listened to a podcast of him um, the other day. And he's a really grounded young guy. Is he the real deal? Yeah, I think he is the real deal. Um, He, you know, he won his first Grand Prix um, at the close of last year at the Portimao uh, Grand Prix in Portugal. And um, he goes to that track again next time up. And um, I think he's going to be looking pretty good. You know, he came very close to beating Mm. Sam Lowe's last Mm. Sunday in what was a great race. Yeah, these generational names, eh? Uh, and finally, mate, the first ever extreme race in the Saudi desert. Tell us about this Aussie Molly Taylor, Swede. Johan so this is a formula started by the same guy who started the um, Formula E, the, the sort of Formula One electric cars, if you like, which has not grabbed anyone. It, it, the tracks, I think, are the big problem with that. But he started this off-road event uh, called Extreme E with electric-powered SUVs, Dakar cars, if you like, and sold the franchises off to a bunch of famous people, including some pretty prominent Formula One people. Lewis Hamilton owns a team. His rival and former teammate, Nico Rosberg, owns a team. Jensen Button owns a team and is driving in it. And each of the teams uh, has to be compiled of a male driver and a female driver. As I said, the cars are electric, fully zero emission, Mm. and they're going to stage these races in areas where the environment has already been affected. So the first race last weekend was in Saudi Arabia, and um, as you say, Molly Taylor, the only woman to win the Australian Rally Championship for drivers. She was declared the fastest female rally driver in the world a few years ago, but she did a fantastic job with Jan Christofferson, the three-times World Rallycross champion, uh, and they blitzed everyone and won the first round. So it made fantastic TV, um, but it really is um, capturing the imagination of the world motorsport press, certainly. A lot of people are really interested in this. It was a really exciting formula with the cars jumping over sand dunes and things like that. But hats off to Molly Taylor. Did a fantastic job, and uh, they lead the championship heading to the next round in in Senegal in uh, three weeks' time. Hey, Tom, I just quickly, mate, I just want to say uh, a quick thank you. You don't realize, realize this, but uh, my son Thomas, he turns six next week, and for his birthday, I've bought him. He doesn't know this yet; it's obviously a secret. But I've got him a Bathurst One Thousand Skull Electric set, mate. So he's going to be pumped, and it's, it's because because I've listened to the stuff you've been talking about. So I hope, hopefully, oh, you'll love old, it, mate. So I'll let you know how it goes. The old scale, the old scale electric set. How good was that? <laughs> what, what 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 did you think of Greg yeah, Norman getting know, yeah. his ball retriever out in the shower and having a photo, <laughs> Tommy? <laughs> I, I think uh, I was hit into the rough by that one. Wayne Gardner, get a proper <laughs> job. And settle down instead. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you goes to Corey McKernan and to John Thompson. Thank you also to Spartan Sports. They're a wonderful organisation, Shane. Aren't they what, mate? www.spartansportshq.com And talking about every kind of wonderful 
Also, thank you, Dan McHugh. We'll see you tomorrow for your daily dose of sports news. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.